0: A little wider. Ball, back for Marshall. The footwork. The footwork. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Super Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Joining us tonight, we have a special guest, uh, Guy, making his debut on the Tragics podcast, mate. Thanks for coming on. Um, How are you going this week, this year, mate?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Um, Not too bad. Um, Started off quite rough after week one. I was in 70 odd K. Um, Fought my way back slowly. Um, Got back by maybe jumped up to 12 K at round 13. Um, and now I've been about eight or nine K for the last month. It's all right, not um, too bad.
0: You're fitting in quite nicely here. We've got a bunch of us average coaches here. So six, six trades left.
1: Um, yes. Team's pretty much pretty much happy with it. Um, but yeah.
0: Mm. And yeah, no, I found it's good, mate. So, like I said, you're fitting nicely here with us average coaches at the moment. Okay. So we tend to give out some good advice, yet yeah, don't take it ourselves. So. Uh, I speak for everyone besides Glenn. He gives out good advice and usually takes it as well. So I <laughs> uh, well, thanks. for jumping on, mate. Uh, no with, us, with us tonight as well, back from a bit of a break, uh, Timmy O, welcome back, mate.
2: Good to be back on, boys. Thanks very much for having me. I, I heard apparently there was a game of football on last Wednesday. I, um, I, I'm sorry, I, I missed it. I, anyone catch the result?
3: No, we're in New South Wales, mate. Is there something going on we don't know about?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, there's a, a series one something. I don't know. Up there with worst football team ever. Oh, yeah. I saw
3: that Australia beat Sri oh. Lanka.
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard the All Blacks lost as well. So, yeah. oh jeez. <laughs> well,
0: how would you go this week, mate?
2: Uh, yeah, really well. I I was in the uh, the Luke Manu crowd. Um, it, it was always part of the plan. And um, yeah, it, it obviously worked really well. I think I had a 13.86 or thereabout, jumped another three or 4,000 spots. So I'm just outside 12,000 now, which um, from my horrific start, I've, uh, I've only had two red arrows since round six and, um, and killed it since then. So pretty easy when you're back in like 85,000 K or something after round five. So, um, but yeah, it's slowly getting there. Unfortunately, I won't finish in my top 1% where i like to be, uh, but I'm not ruling anything out yet.
0: That's the trick, mate. you got to try to, uh, if you only want to improve every week, you have to start crap. That's my theory. If you start crap, you see green arrows every week and it makes you feel, it's really good for your ego when you see green arrows every week. So,
2: Absolutely. Um, and I know we've been story. just about holding hands the whole way, Dan, since the start. So, um uh, yeah, Mate, so, well, I'm trend trend my arm's not that long. The does rise to the top near the end.
0: And my arms
2: aren't that
1: long, mate. I was way back further than you, mate. So <laughs> I couldn't reach that far. When um, when was the last time
2: you saw a three digit ranking? Oh, jeez. Uh, no, I I haven't. I, I wasn't outside the top hundred thousand. So um, so yeah, I the worst I got to was about eighty six k, I think.
1: No, I'm saying, when have you been inside the top thousand, like within three digits?
2: uh obviously not this season but I, i've been in the top thousand the last three out of the last four years um i fin- last year finished 240th or something like that um the year before was 300 and something and i think i was a uh, thousand and ten or something the year before that and uh and 600 or no 500 the year before that so, you, so every, you. every year, every year since 2014, I've been the top 1%. Oh, funny. Funny. This year just tried to do something different. Tried to actually have a crack from the start and try and win the whole bloody thing. And it failed miserably. Been uh, fighting tooth and nail to get back since then. That's the <laughs> way it goes. That's Supercoach. It's the pods, mate. Absolutely. Where
3: everyone. The first year you do a pod, it craps your Supercoach. And I'm taking that as my reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh so next year I'll be back up
0: there again. Good to see. You. No, no, my excuse is I was shit last year as well, so um, <laughs> I wasn't doing pods last year. So, um, and as always, it would not be a tragic pod without our illustrious leader, uh, Glenn. Uh, how did your week last week, mate? us try I bring it up.
3: Yeah, I am in the horrors, mate. I had no Manu so I got one thousand one hundred and fourteen, I think it was, and dropped me down to eight k. You know, I battled my way back to 3K. I was ha- happy-ish, and, um, but it is what it is. But on the upside, I, my side's looking really good. I'm pretty mm. stacked. You know, I've got all the, the, the players in the positions I need them to. So, you know, mm. I can bring in a few pods now. And I, I think from 9K, I should win Super Coaches, <laughs> 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 you know. Uh, well, it's,
0: it's, it's not like we're going to see another Manu again, are we? Like Another 191 next week that will screw everyone over again. So... I told you
3: what happened with Manu. I bought. I was going to buy him round thirteen. I didn't do it, and I bought Brown thinking I'd be tricky. And then I thought he'll just play the one game at fullback, and the next game he plays at fullback again because Teddy doesn't back up. I'm alright I'll hop two, and then Kiri goes down, and he jumps into five eight. And because it's between thirteen and seventeen, I can't jump on because I'm building for seventeen. And uh, it's just a horror every week. It's just Manu, Manu, Manu. I'm going to bed saying Manu, Manu. <laughs> Wake up in the tonight. middle of
2: night and cold sweats.
3: <laughs> Ask me
0: what's going on, Dave's my money. Well, I've been sitting here waiting patiently to get my score from last week off my chest. Yeah, shirt, no so. one knows. No <laughs> one <cares. laughs> so I'm, I, I will credit Glenn for this. Um, I was struggling in my head-to-head. I, the projection on my head-to-head was really close, and I said I need I sent a centre wing that's going to go hard this week. And I said who's going to be the high-scoring one, and Glenn said to go Manu. So I I went up to him and I put the um, brought in Manu five minutes before the game, and I put the captain on him as well. So, um, I'm at, so I managed to get a 15.10. My other trade, I was initially going to try to bring Munster in, so Cody Walker to Munster, but I decided against that, and I went uh, Hughes to DCE. So that also banked another 60 points um, on me. So, yeah, a nice 15.10 there. So I mentioned before we started that um I've, I was 39,000 two weeks ago. And in two rounds, I've come back to 15,000 rank. So nice, – um, Making my way up there. It's about time I drop off now. So I'm um, I'm actually a bit nervous this week because I've been very lucky with the my pods have had my, my low ownership pods have actually had really good matchups. And this week I'm a little bit nervous because some of them having the best matchups. Like Manu is in the pod obviously, but he's like up playing in the centers now. Does he drop off? I feel like he might. Um, I got Sevo versus the Broncos. He's a pod that he might not do too good against the Broncos. So there's a few pods there that might screw over me, screw me over. But I'm just looking forward to riding that wave. I've got a few ideas and pods to bring in this week as well. A lot of guys jumping on the Teddy train. I might do something. I might do a bit of zagging while everyone zigs. So but we'll get to that a bit later. All right. Let's talk about Market Watch, guys. So we'll start with the top trade-ins for the week. So number one on the trade-in list is Latrell Mitchell. I'll start with you, uh, This Is this, this the guy that you'd be replacing Pappy with?
1: No, I'm going bland and going with Teddy. Um mm. Uh, I just personally, I know he's upped his runs. He's having a bit more runs. Um, I, I, couldn't, I just couldn't go this week against Melbourne. I just saw Rabbits against Melbourne. I said, no, nah, I can't do it. Um, and I have to get rid of Pappy, so it just had to be Teddy.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense because Teddy's playing Newcastle as well. Like, um, and and I, my theory is that Manu, when he's playing 5'8", he really stifles Teddy when it comes to – he hogs the ball a lot more, obviously – and Teddy gets less goes with the ball. And Teddy got 99 last week while Manu was hopping the ball. So um, I really like Teddy this week. Uh, and I'm actually not going to get him, but I'm nervous as hell about not owning him this week. I think he's the one. Uh, and like you said, I said before, Trell is the guy that I've got in the, one of my pods who has now a tough matchup. So it might actually bite me in the ass having him. So, but um, yeah. So, uh, I
1: love Trell as a player, but everyone's yeah. kind of jumping on him. And I just think, um, I've still got Heinz down as fullback um, with Teddy, um, but I've got Man at um, at halfback. So get, next week, I'll give it another week and see how they go. But I think I might zag as well with um, Mam and go like a um, Kalen Ponga or Reese Walsh,
0: depending on the Melbourne news or something like mm. that. <laughs> yeah, it's good to do something different. So, all right, I'll we'll go to you, Timmy. So we've already touched on him, but number two trailing is Teddy. So um, you can't really argue with this one, can you?
2: No, absolutely. It's a smart play. Um, it's almost a, a bit of a no-brainer. Um, I know some of the other podcasts last week, there was a couple of guys saying that they weren't going to go Teddy for the run home. Um, I can't remember whether it was the uh, experience or the All-Stars boys and the rest of the crew all started cracking up laughing at him. So um, yeah, look, I, I was thinking of doing the same thing at the time. Um, but now that Pappy's down, it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer really. I think um, Teddy's the safest option. Look, let's be honest, in, in order for the Roosters to play finals footy, which they obviously haven't missed finals footy in a million years, um, then the only way that they're going to do it is if my, like their key players, Manu, Teddy, Carry all, all need to fire. Um, they've got a, a relatively sort of tough draw for the, the way home. I think they play most of the other teams that are in and around the eight. So basically those guys that are sitting between sort of Fifth and fifth and ninth or fifth and eleventh or whatever it is, all pretty much play play each other. So mm. there's going to be um, I don't know, like in the Premier League, we call them a, a six point game. It's um, it's basically worth six points because you can jump the, the team in front of you, and then they've got to work like they've got to win two more games to get in front of you. So, yeah, it's um, I think that the Teddy call is probably the the number one option at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a smart choice, but um, we all know, and everyone here knows me, I don't like making smart choices. Um, so I like to mix up and try and be smarter than everybody in the room. So never pays off often, but let's uh, have a crack, eh? Um,
1: even if you, um, we can all agree, if, even if Teddy's number one, the number two is not too far behind him as it used to be. Yeah. Um, and you've got right. quite a few options with jewels. Like, I think, I think I'd think i have DC at number two above Luttrell. Um, but you could also throw drinky or someone in there as well like that.
3: Mm. Just want to comment on that. Personally, with DCE, I really like DCE. He's goal kicking and we all know he has a good run home. On Luttrell, I, I wanted to get Luttrell, but the two fears around Luttrell, one is he has pretty low base, but his plus power is pretty good, you know, with his goal kicking and tackle bus. But with the draw he's got coming up, I, I'm not so worried about it hindering him being such the player he is. My fear for him is that in games where he loses, he tends to lose his crap a bit, and I'm I'm fearful of him getting um, sent from the field. So that's the reason I'm steering away from Luttrell. And as for Tedesco, I agree with that. What you said about Manu um, taking uh, too much possession uh, and Kiri back mm. is actually really good for Tedesco. Mm. So. My, my, my um
0: or my hope really, not my fear, because I actually don't have Teddy and I'm not getting Teddy this week. But um, my hope is that how successful it's been with Manu roaming around the field, yeah. Like, but he had to go in the centers in defense when Billy Smith went off, and he came back in and attacked and played a 5'8. Yeah,
4: um, and I understand
0: that, like, yeah, Kiri wasn't there, but they had Connor Watson in the middle as well. So, um, they I'm really hoping that he does a bit more of that roaming role that he did it at the end of last year, and we went pretty hard in. So, that's what I'm hoping on. I'm not, um, confident that's going to happen. I feel like they might need to play their own part now and actually, um, Stay out where he needs to be and just be the key piece rather than actually try to own everything. So yeah, it's one of my fears anyway.
2: Well, um, can I just say? Just one thing. One thing that sort of won me over a little bit is um, the post-match interview with Teddy after last week's game. He said the best part about what they're trying to do now with Mano is play it so that they've got two fullbacks, and yeah. and I mean for it to come from Teddy. So he's obviously the captain of the team. He's got a fair bit of say in how the team's run and whatever else. Obviously, Robbo's the coach, but you'd imagine he'd be sitting down with meetings with Teddy all the time and with other players in the spine talking about how they're going to do things. But like Teddy's for Teddy to come out and say, the way we're trying to play now is with two fullbacks. And yeah. That was That's enough.
3: kind of what he said. But I mean, you're, you're right. He, he's, he actually came out and said, having a Manu on the field is like playing I with two backs. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. It's, um, mm. That you see it with Jerome Hughes and Pappenhausen too, who Jerome Hughes was a former fullback as well, has that similar running style. So I, I agree with that. And I, I agree also that Manu could come and play through the middle when they're in, um, in the opposition's 20, which is a real fear for me because I can buy Manu this week and we'll get to that later.
2: Mm. I, I think he'll play like a, like a Tommy Turbo did in Origin last year. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to also look a bit more in-depth in our next segment after this about replacements for Pappenhausen. So we'll talk in much more detail on all the options there. And I've got a top 10 list here, and there's also more than that. So but we'll move on to number three. So, Glenn, Ruben Garrick is another option. Number three traded in this week. What are your thoughts on Garrick?
3: Yeah, I like it. I I personally wait a week and see what happens. He's got a bit of a niggle, and he's not goal-kicking. He's averaging 81 at fullback. Which is pretty good numbers, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I'd still, wa- I'd wait to see if he goal kicks or not, because I mean, he apparently he's carrying a bit of a nibble, so you know, I don't. Yeah, it's hard to,
0: it's hard to tell because he hit that last goal on the weekend. Yeah. That was DCE got rest in the last five, so I think yeah. they they forced his hand. So he might just kick only when he has to, um, but we, we have to wait and see, I guess.
3: Any pullback in the centre wing position is primarily good, good. You know, especially um, running home. So, and I don't hate it at all, mm. especially being a goal kicker in a side that needs to perform to get into that eight. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right.
0: So, number four traded in this week. i will go to you, guy. I like this guy a lot. Um, probably hasn't got the ceiling as the others, but Valentine Holmes, uh, another trading in um, option there at fourth, traded in this week.
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think if you, I think it's team dependent. If you've got Drinky, um, then having Val as well and loading up. I think it might not be the safest play, but if you, I, I don't have um, the only cowboy I've got is Tom Lolo. Um, okay. But me personally, I'd, if you're choosing one or the other, I think I'd go Drinky yeah. um, before Val. Um, so I personally haven't been looking at him too much. Um, but I think he's a good pod. He's going to kick a lot of goals.
4: Mm.
1: Um, but it's just that he plays at centre. I just prefer Drinky that he plays at fullback and both sides of the field.
0: Um, yeah, and that—that's that, that, the—that's the worry. Like we just spoke about, uh, Trell, Teddy, and Garrick and they're both—they're all playing fullbacks, and their ceiling is much higher. And then you look at home, who he can be a game breaker. We do understand that, but the safety of fullback is much uh, more enticing. So, but I do like him as a pot on the way home. But I actually do 100 agree with you that, um, yeah, like, Drinking is the better option there. I totally agree with that. So, Glenn.
3: Yeah, the only problem with that is that. People, um, those positions are prime real estate. So a lot of people were going to have players like Tedesco or Latrell at their fullback spot. So drinky can't go there. And then mm. at 5'8, you know, Walker, Munster, uh, Brown, or whoever it is they've got. If I was looking at it, that's where I'd be doing it with drinkwater. The reason I think people will probably bring in Holmes is because they can bring him in at center wing and it gives them a yeah. goal, maybe even a six centre wing option,
0: mm. which he- we
3: all know scores better at the back end of seasons the centre wing position.
0: Yeah, but like the other option there, like if, if you've got to choose between Holmes that's playing in the centres and putting him in centre wing or are you going to choose someone like Manu? I know he's more expensive kind of thing, yeah. but um, and then you've got um, uh, Garrick, for example, who is playing fullback and is available in centre wing as well. Yeah. So. And then you've also got May, your Penrith pen wing, as pen who, nice. so he just I just plays that, every week. There in that position. I, I, I like Holmes because it's kind of what I need, Where how far I am back. I need that lower ownership guy. Um, so I do like homes a lot um, but yeah like I said if you're up there a bit higher in the ranks homes may not be the one you're after you might need to stick a bit more with the Garricks and the, um, and the Manus so alright we'll move on to number 5 speaking of Manu number 5 traded in this week is Manu Timmy
2: uh, to, it's, a, it's a bit of a no brainer but to find the 800k I mean obviously it's people that are going a straight swap from Papi to Manu but mm-hmm. If, you've, uh, if you didn't have Pappenhausen before, how you find 800k at this time of the season? It, it's got to be guys with boosts left and things like that, which, I mean, I've got one left, but I don't know if that's necessarily the way that I'd be going to try and find 800k. Um, like I said, it, it's probably the right play with Manu if you're trading him in is probably to, I don't know, you'd say wait a week to see what really happens now that all the troops are back, but at the same time it's against the Knights and the Knights' defence isn't, isn't the stiffest
3: for the season. Sorry, yeah. I don't like cutting him, but for this one, I need to. If you're <clears> going <throat> to wait a week on Manu, he's got a negative break even and he's got a 100 and a 200 in his rolling average. So the amount of money that he'll rise this week would put him out of play.
0: If he isn't already out of play, like, yeah, he's gone. He'll either get him this week, even though it's a lot of things against him, like the fact that he is playing in the centers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is expensive, or it's just missed the boat. And that's my, that's my theory at the moment. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely desperate. I think buying him at 800k is insane.
2: and th- That's um, the point I was trying to make. That's It's yeah. a lot of cash to try and find at this time of the season. You could spread that cash around. I mean, for uh, 150k less or whatever is Teddy, and then you use that 150k and go somewhere else and upgrade a, another centre wing to like a, a mediocre centre wing to a Val or you upgrade to a Cam Murray in second row or something like that. There's ways to spread it around and, and still match the points. Maybe not quite have the ceiling, but, but you're going to get pretty close. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, we'll move on to number six most traded in this week. Uh, Glenn, uh, Cam Munster.
3: Yeah. I I mean, I like Cam Munster. I, I personally, if with buying him, I mean – I'd wait to next week. He's got the Warriors and the Titans coming up. He's got a break mm-hmm. even. I think it's about 68 from memory. Um, yeah. I personally would wait. You know, like I, I imagine people might be doing in Puppenhausen to Munster. That could be one way people are going. And I guess, you know, it depends. Team dependent. If you don't need to this week, don't wait one week. Trades are going gonna to need them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my, my, I was looking at the draw. I've done a little draw plan there and I looked at the draw and I'm like, I need to win a lot of my head to heads to make myself into the finals. So I'm looking at if I can win this week, I need to find the best matchups next week. And Melbourne, you yeah, like, yeah, there against the Warriors next week. So I, be, I, I look at pods like potential Meanie or um, someone like that and getting Munster in as well as a little head to head matchup uh, that might help me out. So, all righty. Number seven, most traded in. I think we spoke about him last week too. Uh, Nathan Cleary, I'm surprised everyone's um, still trying to get him in. Um, I guess they're the ones that probably traded him out for the buy round and then um, getting him back in now The puppy has gone. Guy? Yeah, definitely. I think if you don't have Cleary, it's a no-brainer. He's a
1: must-have. Yeah. Um, yes. you know, he's, I think he's the best. He's proven it. Just goals, mm-hmm. racks up points quite easily. I think he's kind of had an off, off-ish year, um, but he's still um, definitely, yeah. Um, a must in everyone's team
0: and captain yeah. option as well. Yeah, there's players you are anti and then there's Cleary that you just do not. Um, okay. you will bite you every single time. Um, all right, speaking of potential anti for Cleary, DCE. Uh, <laughs> Tim, uh, DCE, Mate, your thoughts on him. Number eight traded in this week.
2: Look, I really like him. He's a player that I bring this time every year. Um, he just seems to find a groove. It comes through Origin, obviously being around with his uh, his mates from that he used to play footy with in juniors and all those other kinds of things that the joys of, uh, of going back to playing with his state. Um, and But he just grows an extra leg this time every year. His kicking game is going through the roof at the moment. A- everything about him, he just exudes confidence at this time of the season. He's um, generally, yeah, around 17, 18, he's one of the next guys that I bring in. I think with the jewels and the way things are working this year, I'm really struggling to find it. But Manly's got a pretty good run home and he could be anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I brought him in this um, last week. I feel like he's got a pretty good draw. So I had to bring him in. Yeah.
1: Do you like him? Do you like him as much if he doesn't have the goal kicking?
0: Um, we didn't have it last year at the end of the year. And he still brought out a pretty massive average. I think he's averaged about over 100 in the last one I went home. So, um, so I got last His
1: last 200s have obviously had the goal kicking. And before that, he had 105 was his top score once mm-hmm. this year. He's turned up. So. Yeah.
0: I, I don't I, – I look at the other like – got obviously Nick Hines, who's been getting sometimes as well, probably more often. But then you also look at his average throughout the whole – he had that one game of 39 against – I think it was Melbourne. Um, but then every other game, he's been like – his floor was really, really low – really high, sorry. So he has not really let anyone down besides that Melbourne game where you've got a pretty poor game, which is expected, but back when they weren't crap.
1: The so, 29,
0: yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a very good one. I remember seeing that. But When I was looking at every other game, every other score, there was all below 50 that I saw. Yeah, that. he's
1: quite consistent. I agree with that. I just feel as though in those positions, like I said, with the ceiling, like if you take out the last two games without the goal kick and you had one score above 80, which was his 105. Yeah. Um, but you're right, his floor is quite high.
3: Oh, I'm actually with you guys. So the problem I see with DCE is I like DCE for the run home, but the two halfback positions for me as Hines and Cleary, who are both goal kicking, uh, Sharks have a nice draw and Cleary's just someone you have to own, which leaves the two fullback spots. For me, it would have been Tedesco and Pappenhausen, but now I'm looking how that unfolds into bringing in another fullback or not. So I, I'm not on the DCE train either, but I think it's a nice pod. I just think yeah. that Hines and Cleary will score better. That's just my opinion. I know, it's a very
0: accurate opinion. I, I know if I had to rate them right now, I'll, I'll rate the half. Obviously, Cleary up number one, and then you've got Hines in second, and then DCA is third. But he also has a – it's like if you're going to pod someone or anti-pod someone, yep. I feel like that is the safest place to do it, I guess, because DCA has that high ceiling with a pretty high floor, and Mr. Hines has a pretty low floor but a higher ceiling. So I think it's actually not the worst any pod, but yeah, I will rate Hines as number two. Uh, even
1: the people bringing DCE could still have Hines because they right. now that Papp has yeah. gone down, they can have Hines at yeah. fullback with Teddy, right? And then you could run a Yeah, well,
0: my my initial plan probably about round ten. I had this plan where I was gonna um because I, I didn't I wasn't gonna um, run with Hines in the halves, and I was gonna go with Puppenhausen and and Hines at fullback. That was my original plan, and I was gonna go uh, DCE and um and Cleary is my heart, So that was my run home plan. But then I decided, you know what, like I'm going to like maybe go a bit more potty in the fullback position now and then look at, yeah, going potty in the half as well. So, yeah, I definitely, I'm not going to argue with anyone that oh, he isn't the number two halfback. I just wanted to have the option there. There's definitely a ceiling there for him and it could definitely a point to prove if he wants to um, get into my team and start scoring some big scores for me.
3: Yeah, and with perhaps going down, it's made that full, made it that you can have him at fullback and still get DCE, so you can yeah. have your
2: cake and eat it too with that scenario. The, the, the best thing, I mean, obviously injuries are never a good thing, but the best the best thing that's come from this is um, is generally about this time of year, maybe in another round or two tops, everyone's team starts looking the same. Like when you're doing head to heads, you might have three or four players difference, uh, especially if you're towards the pointy end of, of things. Obviously, now the fact that there's the dual positions, the way that it's worked, but with the injuries that, that have occurred and things like that so far, teams are really – I think teams will look really different this year. And and I think that's great. Like, you could have any number of about 10 centre wings that still quality for the, for the next seven rounds.
0: That's yeah, it. I do like the fact that, yeah, it's like my team is – by the end of the season, I know everyone has the same team, but my team's always bloody – goes balls out i go crazy my team's always way different um and i like that because it's more fun yeah. uh, i'll get a i'll get a 1500 one week and then i'll get 700 the week after and it's uh it's a crazy roller coaster so yeah <laughs> but it's good fun so all right we'll move on captain, to captain
1: calls are crucial
0: oh exactly Absolutely. no it's 100 percent. so um <laughs> we'll move on to number nine most traded in glenn uh, i just like saying his name Jojo Fafita. Um, I'm not saying his proper name. He has another name as well. He goes by, but I can't pronounce it. So I'll say Jojo Fafita. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
3: they must have a few trades to be able to afford this one. I mean, his base was 49 from memory. I think I looked at a really good base game. And I mean, I get it. I'd rather bring in a cheaper than enough personally based on the fact with COVID this year. Yeah. It just gives you a little bit more depth, you know. So I don't hate this trade. If you're doing it to bring money in, they're bringing in a, a playing player with a really good base as a 5th or a 6th or a 7th, whatever it is, um, you know, centre wing. So, yeah, I don't mind that trade at all. Very cool.
0: All right. We'll okay, uh, go after the last one. Harry Grant, number 10 most traded in this week. Um, I am going to play devil's advocate here and say he's not the biggest must-have in the world at the moment. Um, I understand he was getting rested in short amounts and managed over origin, but... Um, I'm I'm not going to compare him, but McInnes is averaging more than even over the last five rounds.
1: So- yeah, over the last five rounds, but that's go, that's during Origin. I think my thing with Melbourne is they've lost three in a row, and I think they just have to have to turn around. He's he's a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've got him, and I think he's he's it. Um, he's always we always knew he was going to be the number one averaging hooker. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think he's the one you want to. Um, at hooker I think it's your second spot where you know some some have gone Cook or an appy or a McInnes or those types of play mm. um, but yeah personally I think just for Melbourne um even even against south even even with a tough draw I think <laughs> his minutes his minutes can be an issue he's quite injury prone uh, but Melbourne need him now so mm. no no uh, Smith so I think um yeah I think he's I think everyone that's bringing him in as well plan to bring him back in.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I 100% agree that he's the number one hooker in the game. And I'm going to say this this is the only reason I'm saying a devil's advocate is because what's his ceiling like? What, 130? Um, is that going to really hurt anyone like that ceiling? I'm more, I'm talking like Man, who's 191. You get the 145s out there, your is coming from these other guys. If I'm going to any someone, I'm going to any pot a guy that has a lower ceiling. Um listen, I I'm I only saying this as a another option, but I agree that green is the best, but I still think that there's other options out there that could be if you're gonna any pod, take some money and go you no know, someone else. Like I got I got McKinsey at the moment, um uh, Ruben Cottage do back anytime soon. Um Appy has a high ceiling like <laughs>
3: Cook,
0: you're leaving out cook, mate. Yeah, I, I, I cook, yeah, Cook's not as cheap as he's right. He's like, what, 620 or something? Now. I've, just I've just got six,
2: six, six, 698 or something. I just look, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But it's and good. I think on that issue, like Manu's 800k. The thing with Grant is he's 595. Yeah. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so he's he's well priced. Um, and if I think we're forgetting what he did at the start, like up until round nine, he had 200, 138 was his um ceiling. Um, but in his first nine rounds, his lowest score was a 79. Yep. So I, I just think that's hard to look past. Now that Origin's gone, Melbourne need him. Um, no cheese. I think, yeah, I think you have to have him.
0: Yeah. And I will say this, even though he has had a very poor five rounds in
3: his average,
0: he's still averaging 77 for the whole year. So um, that just shows you how bloody good that start was of the year and what he can do. So
3: What you say is right, though. I, I, look, I have Grant and I have Cook. And I would suggest that you have at least one of those running home. But at, at the end of the year, where the, ceiling, where the trades are running low, where you really want to be targeting is the ceiling spots. And that's mm-hmm. fullback, centre wing and the half position. And like you can do that or you're not. But trust me, they're the spots you want to get you. Yeah. That's where you'll get your big ones coming in.
0: Mm. Oh, good. All right, that's the trading's done. So I'll move you. Timmy, uh, I'm not going to go too long on these, mate, but uh, Papenhausen, number one, traded out for the week, obvious choice. Um, so we won't dwell on that too much. Uh, no, just to...
2: hold him. Hold him until next <laughs> will uh, what, what, be what, good next
0: I'll go... so, so I'll go to you for the next one. Um, Ezra Man, number two, traded out this week. What are your thoughts on that one?
2: Mate, I love him. Man. I love him as a player. He's been awesome. Um, I was really torn with selling him about two weeks ago, I think. Um. I, yeah, I think when when Broncos had their buy, I, I had to tell him and and went a different way with with halves. I think I ended up bringing in a fullback. How I moved things around or something. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, look, he's been really handy. He's been playing really well. I love the fact that he is one of the few halfbacks in the comp at the moment who are run first, kick second, uh, and just let the other bloke kick the ball all day long. So at least the defensive line is is when they're going to just tackle him all the time, they're sort of a little bit hesitant whether they're going for a kick or they're going for a tackle, like what are they trying to do? So he's. Um, I really like him as a player. I'm stoked. We've been talking him up on this show since early in the season, um, or I certainly have since, since very early in the season and the preseason, that we need to get him in sooner rather than later. I'm glad they finally bit the bullet and found a way.
0: Yeah, no, it's good to see him in the game. Um, and, yeah, like you said before, you guys are throwing away a lot of good players. Um, and yeah, it's the last thing I want to do now. So, um, all right, we'll go to you, Glenn. Uh, number three, most traded out this week is Pennacini. Uh, we spoke about him last week. He's done his job. Um, the, the time of the sell was three weeks ago. I think yeah. um, he's popped out some pretty average scores recently.
3: Yeah, the Parramatta draw is not really conducive to owning him. You, like, If you really want to be bringing in, as we said earlier, May, Targo will be in a lot of sides, Tahoe, Mulatalo, Talakai, and then your Garrick's, Manu's, you know, there's too many that offer homes and stuff, you know, going home. So, yeah, he's definitely a sell for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think you can go anyone in their back line, even Sivo. I think he's the only paraguay that people have picked up at centre wing.
0: Yeah, and I, wouldn't oh, I hate owning Sivo, I'm not going to lie, until, you, until I love owning him. Um, but he's so hard to watch, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Really, you, if, you want to, if you want to know if you're alive or not? Um, by <laughs> C30 to your team, and you'll feel your freaking heart rate go 100 mile an hour every time. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I'm just looking at Panasini right now. So I think it kind of correlates with the c arrival. These, um, so before that, he got 51, 72, 55. c rocks up 21, 22, 25. Uh, I'm not sure if that actually is the reason for it. But this is what I'm looking at with his scores. So, Sibo, I feel like gets a few extra hit ups you know, um, yeah. and takes away the base that um, Panasini actually had. So,
3: Well, it changes the game plan too. I mean, it does. Yeah. Eels play predominantly left and when Sebo's back in, that's where Guffo's playing to. You know, yeah, so. 100%. Cool. All right.
0: So we'll go to the number four most traded out. And we spoke about him last week as well, but Karaz, um, I would wait a week on selling Carrados, frankly. Look at who's playing this week,
1: guy. Um, yeah, I sold, I think it was last week or a week or two ago, um, to use his cash. Um, look, it depends who you're going to. I think if you've got him now, yeah, you could play him this week, but I mean, everyone's quite stacked at center wing now, so I yeah. think most people are loaded with the guns, goal kickers, or people from a better team. Um, so, I think if you're going to a Manu or a Garrick or a To'o even, um, I think it's definitely worthwhile.
0: Yeah, no, I 100% agree with the trade out. He's done his job 100% and done a really good job. Um, he's priced at that really good price where he just a bit of extra money, you not get a gun in. Um, but yeah, I actually like him for a decent score this week as well. So, um, he's got that solid base, the offload, and a few more attacking stats against the Titans. I think he will do really good this week. but. If you're selling up, you can't really argue with that seller. off All right, we'll go to you, Timmy. Um, this one spun me out like crazy. Um, people have held this long, now they're selling telekart, mate. Um, I'm confused. Timmy?
2: Uh, yeah, look, the, the only reason I could come up with is maybe if they've got a fully stacked centre wing and they're trying to find, like, Drop, drop the worst of, of a bunch or something. I don't know. It's. I'm not going to lie. It's something that I toyed with this week. I've taken a few screenshots of things. I've, I've even looked at selling Talakai and Mulatalo. I can't make myself pull the finger. Uh, pull, pull, the, pull
4: the trigger. <laughs> pull I should say finger, here, mate. pull
2: my finger. It's like talking to my seven-year-old. Um, pull my finger. That's something different. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, I can't, I couldn't find a way to do it. Um, the Sharks have got a decent draw on the run home and I think um, with Talakai back on Molotalo's side, I, I think it's only going to bode well for both players.
0: Mm. I agree. Yeah, well, like, personally, because like, you got the dual capability there of having Talakai. So if you trying, you're not just looking at um, selling. If, you want to, if you've got your stack centre wing and you're looking to trade someone out and you wanted to maybe keep... I still think Glenn touched on this a couple of months back when we are talking about um, Talakai. He actually goes a bit higher against those tougher teams. Yeah. Um, because he he has got that really tough game in him, so he actually tries even harder against those tough teams. Kind of like yeah. what the Troll kind of does. So I reckon he does really good against the Panthers. I reckon he, he might not get a try or might get them, but he might get a few sneaky offloads. A lot of tackle bars, I can just say it happening. But I guess one thing that I, I have noticed is the emergence of um Raimi. It seems to be going inside a bit more. Um, but they've been doing that because the, the last two weeks when Calaquai wasn't there, so. Yeah. They've, now they've got both options. They can really utilise that. So I can thought we would more tries um, because they've been going on inside with a Talakai. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. Could I say also, Dan, that the fact at this time of the season where you're trying to limit your trades or hold your trades for as long as you can, mm. having like in my particular situation, I've got Talakai down in centre wing. I've got Targo up in second row and then I've actually still held Burbo as well mm. for the sole reason of having the flexibility of being able to move guys around. Uh, I've looked in over the last six or eight weeks, I've looked at selling Targo. I've looked at selling Talakai and can't do it. Cause if I've got one in second row and one in center wing and one goes down, like you can move them around and, and all of a sudden yeah. strength spot back up. I've even struggled. It might seem really weird, but I've even struggled with selling Burbo for the same reason of being able to move him around, move. I've got him in second row. I could move him down to center wing and move Talakai up and have Talakai and Targo up in second row. Um, as far as averages go, they don't go too badly in comparison to a lot of the other second rowers in the comp this year, especially if they're both back in form. Um, I know a lot of a lot of the guns sold Targo a while ago, and, and look at how well he's gone over the last month or so. He's um, He's been the better of, of the uh, Panthers' backs at the moment. So, yeah, look, I think his dual is, is massive. Um, and when you're trying to save trades at this time of the year, having those dual flexibility with guys that are around, you can save yourself a couple of trades between now and the end.
0: Yeah. All good. All right, we'll move on to the next one. So, um, Glenn um, uh, number six traded out. Uh, um, do we? I didn't actually have any, had any news on him. I know he got pretty badly injured in the Origin game. Was that a serious injury? How long is he out for? Do we know?
3: I actually didn't. I didn't look that up to be honest. I actually meant to do that, and I got stuck with something. So I apologise um, oh, for that. But uh, having said that, I'd be selling him anyway, based on the ceiling offered by other players. Mm-hmm. Look, I really, I'm a big fan of Cobbo. And when he moves into that fullback position, he'll be in my uh, in a full-time position in my uh, super side because he's a he's a very good player. And um, Broncos have a couple of nice matches and a couple of tough matches. A lot of the top sides play each other, unfortunately, in the run home. Can I just say something too on Talakai? If you're a head-to-head player, I definitely wouldn't be selling because if you look at the draw running at the end where the finals are played, the Sharks have a. That's where it really pretties up for the Sharks. And um, Talakai could be just the very person that kills you in them head-to-head finals. So, just keep that in mind if you're head-to-head.
1: Would you there. would you sell AJ at 700k with their tough draw, knowing that he relies on tries?
0: Yes, I would. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sell AJ over Talakai.
3: That's um, yeah. That that's what you're asking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would over. I mean, look the. You have to think that he's going to score a try nearly every game. The whole game plan of South Sydney is to shift left. And, and and he positions himself really nice the way he sits behind and then he sort of comes out of nowhere and scores them tries. But the matchups that they've got are quite tough. And the left side for them, the right sides that they're facing, a lot of them are their better defending sides to boot. So, yeah, mm. I, I'd, I'd definitely be looking at AJ over Talakai. Mm. Well, all right. We'll move on to number seven guy. Um oh, I,
0: I'm I'm holding this guy for the rest of the season as a backup, but Ming is uh being sold. Um would you be selling I, I can see why people are doing it. Um uh, would you sell Ming? Um I did
1: only because I already had um three front rowers. Um so I actually sold him down to Polay for the buy, um, just for an extra number. Um, but yeah, I had Pap um Papa Papali and I'd put, pushed Lolo up to front row as my third front rower um, and then had Paule. So just, he, you could hold. Um, he wasn't doing any harm. But again, he had no ceiling or anything. So I think if you, if you had the trades, I think it's smarter to use that cash and spend that two, 300K um, in your centre wing or in those high
0: positions. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like I said, I, I'd sell him if I could, but like he's getting 50s every week. He's not hurting my team at all. And, mm. um, like, yeah, I've got more important things I need to worry about, like SIVO. So,
1: you wouldn't play him in your 17 unless you had a couple of injuries or COVID scratchings and
0: you needed a, a late call up.
3: Mm. And he's good if you have, like, if he's
0: like your lowest scorer for your loops or whatever, he's, that's perfect to have. So
3: And the other benefit to owning him is, like, so, so I've seen people this week have been asking me, I get a lot of questions on who to trade. And they were saying, oh, would you trade Bingo or Barnett? And I keep telling them Barnett and they're saying, yeah. why? I said, because you can move uh, Ming down into your second row, keep him on your bench and then sell Barnett and buy whoever it is you're going to buy anyway, if you're buying bowl or whatever. And yep. um, because the upside to that is his dual, IPAP's dual, those dual. So if one of them do, do go down, Ming's a very handy replacement, but there yeah. are some numbers coming back for the Bulldogs that could hurt Ming.
0: The good news this week there's no Luke Thompson on the on the um, lineup at all this week, so that does help. my cause, having on there, so okay. all right. Number eight most traded out player. Bit of a yeah confusion here. I guess that there's so many mouths um, to feed, but I guess um yeah, Tylen May, Timmy, uh, would you be trading him out?
2: No, not a chance. Not Panthers this time of the
0: year. No way. Hmm? That's crazy. Like oh, oh this, this is I'm not. It's not Tylen May. I got I got both. I have got Targo and May. But I get really excited when I have to talk about Targo on this trade-out list because every time I have to talk about him because he's like one of the most high trade out players, I'm like, I'm going to keep him. And then he goes like 104 or he yeah. gets 99. Or something. I'm like, I love this. I want everyone to trade him out because whenever it happens, he goes big. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. Did you say you've got tar- Targo and mate?
0: No, I've, yeah. I've got Targo. Oh, oh, guys. Oh, yeah. I've
2: got all three. Yeah, yeah. me too.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, I've got no issue with that. I reckon, like, especially um, well, it was in, in the past, um, I've had um, both wingers from Penrith before where you got, like, the... Uh, I think it was Toll and Mansell. Right? In 2020, oh, I had them both. Um, just because they're both, buddy, pumping out crazy and they're scoring try. It was great.
4: Yeah.
0: All right, Glenn, number nine, most traded out. I've got no argument to you, Tass.
3: Yeah, again, he's done his job. I mean, that's the trade that I'm looking at this week myself. If I do Holmes... It's Tass to Holmes. And um, it gives me a, another centre winger to go with, you know, the Maze and the Targos and Co. Well, Talo, So, yeah, I don't mind that trade at all. It's done you, his job. I can't see you playing Tass from here to the end. You can
1: you can wait a week on it, though. Same with MAM. they got low BEs.
3: So, 100%. Um, if you want to
1: have another watch and save trades because maybe there might be more drama, um, you could wait a week.
3: And that's a fair point. That, another thing that Guy just pointed out, and uh, it's – pretty much true to say over all these trades that are going on, uh, we're trading out good bodies for good bodies. And look, yeah. I get it, but the way the season's unfolding, you might find yourself at the end of the season with a few more trades than someone else. It could be the very advantage that wins you uh, the head comps. Because there will be outs, there will be injuries, and there will be COVID. And uh, all those things, you can say, are pretty much going to happen. So where you can keep a body over a body, you know. And this, is, this is what I've been
0: I. Um, I a lot of people traded out cooler and I understand why you are he's like smashing out thirties every single week. I, I held on to him because I, I figured if he's gonna smash out thirties by doing nothing, um the attacking attacks are gonna come and they have been the last few weeks. So wow. I've been I've been loving having him on there now. So I'm actually going to play him this week against the Dragons. Um Make so I, I had him I was obviously playing last week and then I decided to match my head to head because he was playing Tass and not cooler. So I was like, oh, I'll match me head to head. And then I forgot to train it back after money went big, so I <laughs> got so yeah. a nice little eighty-three on the bench
3: there, unfortunately. But yeah, Tyrone, so. Tyrone played him as well, and we spoke about this between selling Talakai and Koala and Suwali. They were my only. You get to the point in the season where you've got players you want to keep, but you have to get rid of somebody to get in somebody. Yeah. And of um, so and like, but Koala had a low break-even. His two next two matchups were very nice matchups from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if I had Koala this week, I'd be playing him over a Talakai or a Mulatalo based on matchups. Yeah, 100%. Um,
0: all right,
3: last one
0: on the list, number 10, traded out. The only reason he's probably not any higher is because he was a bit of a pod, and that's Katala. So, guy, I guess, oh, no arguments here. You've got to trade Katara out, gone for the season.
1: Like, it's disappointing. I actually like Katala. I, I ne- I've never gone on um, Ronaldo this year. Mm. Um, just because like I went a couple of different options. Like I've got the three Penri now, but I've also had Gary, Manu. Manu, I got rid of for Talakai, which was the worst decision ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've also had Lomax. Um, so I think I was quite stacked there. So, but yeah, I think I think for Gatoa owners, I quite liked him. If I was gonna go with Shah, um, it probably was gonna be him or Ramian just for a pod on the other side. Um yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the the interesting thing now is um, Connor Tracy taking his spot. What do you think? He was only in about 800 teams. He could be quite a dangerous um, pod with a late good draw.
3: Very player, very super coach friendly. I don't know. On the pod last week, I said to anyone that would listen, uh, I put a bet on both Katoa and and to score last week, and I told my daughter to get Ramian because the matchup for them last week was perfect. I mean, the two that they were facing was just the perfect matchup for them. And mm-hmm. I said it in the, in the chat, you've probably heard me. I said, they'll run right all night. And, like, I, I'd like to say that's my own knowledge, but some of that's Tyrone, to be honest. Him and I, <laughs> and yeah, Tyrone said, he said, they'll be running at them all night, mate. And I, mm. I agree with him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even though they got Penrith this week, you can definitely watch, but even he's a good draft one, I think, um, yeah. to pick up, kind of Tracy, just because he's got that spot cemented now on the wing. On um, you know Cronulla, they've got you know Newcastle Dogs, Manly, Tigers, and Dragons. Their last five. So yeah.
0: here's what I do for the draft as well, because isn't he a dual as well, like a dual half slash center as well as me? I think five is. eight, I know, yeah, yeah, if I, yeah, yeah.
3: That's what I thought. So he'd be very handy to have him in the draft. Yeah, and Ramian mm. would be a very good super coach player to bring in as well if you wanted to. Look well, at most would most would have
1: him already. Most he'd be all right, owned already. It's just because.
3: Are yeah. oh, you yeah, in draft, I'm talking name. about in classic. Ramian mm. would be a very good pickup to to get in classic. Yeah.
1: Before he before he went nuts, I think it's a bit of chasing now. Um, well, yeah,
3: I mean they they still have a lovely draw, and as I pointed out, it's in the finals where it matters, and mm-hmm. I mean if you hold trades um, up to the finals. Uh, bringing in either of those on the uh, those wingers uh, or Senna, Ramian, and um, Tracy, I think would be good pickups.
1: Mm. But just the fact that Ramian's over, I think he's up over six hundred k.
3: He's a hog
1: as well. I in just... the
3: finals, you're not really worried about money, mate. You're bringing in <laughs> pickups. <laughs> money, yeah, really
1: yeah. But you need you need the people to trade out to be worth that. Like if you only got a mem or a task, you know.
2: Yeah, well, that's you know. right. That that was going to be the thing I'd say as a negative, kind of Tracy, is the fact that buddy he, he's um uh, yeah, Santa's just a ball hog, uh, Ramian, He's uh, like he doesn't pass the ball. He he's another one that just runs first and thinks past second and whatever else. That's how he scores all his tries. That's how they 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 get a lot of the the work down. Well, look at the last two games or whatever. He's he's carved up, but that's just it. He holds the ball and runs and tries to go back inside all the time. It was fantastic when I owned him last season. But, geez, he's a tough watch now when you don't own him.
0: Well I get that as well. And I, and I, I, I had Katawa. Um, I brought in Katawa because I couldn't afford Molotalo. And since I owned him, he outscored Molotalo every single week. Mm. So, uh, $100,000 less. And it was hard watching that Ramey and running in and hog the ball a lot. But Katawa is still scored the most tries out of all the Sharks, players. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right. So he's still getting the try. So they just had to get that, pass, that cutout pass. Uh, yeah, which he's on the end of that back line. Yeah. Fourteen. So even though he does hog, they just they often run, because he often hogs the ball, they often use Raymond as a decoy a little less often than they do pass to him. But it still leads to a lot of tries for that winger. Mm. Um, yeah, so. I think it was 14
1: so, tries in 16 games. Um, yeah. yeah. He's quite a try
2: can, can I just add, though, he, the only difference, well, the big difference being that over the last six, seven weeks or whatever since Origins kicked off, that that's where he's got the bulk of his tries, isn't it? He, since um, Talakai's been out, and obviously we all know that how much that's changed the left-hand side attack of um, of the Sharks.
3: It's been more to do with the opposition, mate. Like, yeah. uh, it, it's who they're facing, like, of course try look at what edges to attack and i mean it was very evident to anyone that knew rugby league that they were going right last week and it's just i mean it it just stood out it's like melbourne a couple of weeks ago with Mulatalo that was facing anderson that game i knew that they were going to go left because it's just you you know it's very important if you're playing super coach to know who the opposition is that you're you know Mm. why you're buying a player who they're running at because there are games where you can Look at an easy matchup I think, wait this still isn't a good matchup for my player because they're going to play right side, you know. And yeah. so, you know, you've got to really look at where the ball's going to go.
1: He did have five tries through the first five games.
3: Oh, sharks so. are a, a, a great side, both left and right. And yeah. I mean, both edges are stacked. It's a very good football side. And yeah. and Katoa is a very good football. And so, is one and, and, side. and I also
0: believe they're coached very well as well. I think mean, Fitzgibbon's got a very good coaching. Yeah. Any- he would be looking at the videotapes of every other team and saying, okay, look, look at these weak spots in the left-hand defence. Yeah. They'd be looking, and that's what they'd be doing, is they've got the quality, like, uh, halves pairing. I know Moylan is not know with the quality, but he knows what he's doing. He's a game-breaker as well. So and him very
3: well. With, between Braley, Moylan, and um, Hines, they shift left yeah. to right and right to left very quickly. Yeah. And that, that's a sign of good football sides. Melbourne do it, uh, uh, Panthers do it, Roosters do it, and um, South do it to the left very well as well. <laughs>
0: All right, boys,
3: let's uh, get talking about
0: um, who are the best replacements for Puppy. Obviously, we've touched on a few there in the trade-ins and trade-outs, but let's get more into detail. So I'll start with you, Glenn. Um, who, uh, you've seen that you're ranked around with the 9K mark there. Who was the player that you'd be bringing in to replace Puppy, uh, the number one choice?
3: Well, I've swapped him to to Tedesco. So this week I was going Moses to Tedesco anyway. That was my Mm. play. Now i found myself in a position of having Moses and Pappenhausen. So Mm. I actually can afford to – if I wanted to, I can go Tedesco and Manu. And that's what I had initially done. But I think Tedesco is the number one target. That's my my opinion on it anyway.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think that's a smart choice. Um, Guy, who would you – pick, Mate, if you had if you, any other one there that you'd pick besides um besides Teddy,
1: no, Teddy was my one. But I think after after the chat, I think my number two
0: would probably be Drinky. and spoiler alert, that's uh, I'm I i do not have Puppenhausen, but that's the guy I'm bringing in this week. Yeah, um, you're being fucked by the fairies, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't get. When he came back, because I'm like, oh, I think trouble is going to outscore him this week, better matchup. So I did it. I was like, but I can afford to get puppy next week. And then my matchups didn't work out very well. My head to head didn't have him. So I was like, well, he's not going to hurt me. So I won't get him in this week either. And then he got injured. So, very and if you did, out. if
1: you do have drinky, then you can push him down and get like a Munster or, a, um, you know, because there's a lot of options at 5'8 as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got Cody and Brown in my in my 5'8 spot. So I've got Kennedy at. Oh, from the buy round still from in fullback so i'm just gonna go kennedy to drink water and then um i've got plenty of cash in the bank and then i can look at going playing a bit of 5-8 roulette and going either depending on the matchup go cody walker out for munster or i can go brown out for munster or move drink and i can get cody walker out for go later on if I want to as well and bring drink water up so um, that's the reason why i'm going drink water this week um I'll go, any other options there
2: that we haven't discussed yet, uh, Timmy, for or a replacement for Tuppy. Um, no, look, I, I like Guy's shout on drinky. Uh, I've, I've got a bit of a luxury in that I've got, I've already got Luttrell, I've already got drinky, uh Teddy will be my number one. Um, and then uh, if there's any change, the next one that I would bring in would be DCE, and they would be the four that I'd be trying to target for the trip home with the way that my side is at the moment.
1: Um, so you would go DCE over Trell with, without the goal kicking even?
2: Uh, look, I, I, th- like we, we've already talked about, this. obviously Trell seems to turn up for the big games. Um, if he's in a side that starts getting flogged, he might take a bit of a backward step or get the sulks or whatever or get sent off or do something stupid. But I think straight off off paper at the moment, I think i probably put, maybe put Trell just ahead of DCE. But that's more so because of um manly already are in the eight uh south obviously aren't and they need to try and get there because manly's currently sitting in eight spot aren't they
3: yeah well I, I don't know you saw the thing i wrote out a couple of weeks ago that manly roosters and dragons south are all fighting for seven and eight There's yeah about five of them in that little shuffle and so manly manly have better draw i do like dce better based on matchups at, but the has mm-hmm. got the goal kicking. Can I just say, I actually wrote down a whole list of them. So if anyone wants Yeah, to- I've got a few here
0: to go through as well. well
3: you can see what you got. If, I, if yeah. you leave any out, I'll say. So we've got
0: quite a lot of jewels. Like, for example, I've got McInnes um, in the hooker position right now. So I could easily trade... If I, if I had Puppin, I could go Puppy out, Manu to fullback. And I can bring Targo down to centre wing, McInnes down to second row. And I can bring in Grant or Cook or anyone... You can get any position you want if you have the right jewels, and we are blessed this year with the up, with the new update, with the amount of jewels we all have. I can go puppy to cook. I can go puppy to. I can go puppy to anyone in the halves. Anyone. So it. I, that's why I was telling it really hard to open this list up because I'm just writing down the best players in the comp right now in my team. So I looked at um. I had uh, very high on my list, and that was Drinkwater. Um, I think he he's gonna be overlooked for that spot in your supercoach team due to the fact there's some big names out there like Munster, and they've got the Teddies, they've got the Trells, and I think there's a big ceiling there that you, a lot of people are going to miss out on because they want that big name. So um, you can get, like I said, I've even put Manu down here, you've got Garrick. If you're like me and you decide to go DCE instead of Hines, you can bring Hines in as well. Plenty of options.
3: Glenn? So the, list, the names I wrote down were Munster, Luttrell, Homes. And I just want to touch on homes and drink water for a minute. So I'm going to go against the flow here. I actually like homes better than drink water. He's actually played less games than drink water and he's still outscoring him in a contest where he's goal kicking in games where they could realistically win by 40 points against some of those matchups. I think you could see, you know, add um, even up to 20 points per game for um, homes. Yeah. So that's one I like. The other ones I've got here is. Um, Drinkier, Luttrell, um, Tedesco, water, Manu, and DCE. Luttrell, I'll just add, I, he comes with an incredible risk either way. If you're good on trades, jump on Luttrell because. But if you're not, and you're, you're like me, and you're getting down to the low end, you might not want to risk bringing in someone like Luttrell out of fear of um, his hot-headedness.
0: Yeah, if you look at Trell's draw, so okay, so you've got Melbourne, then you've got the Sharks, you had a really good game uh, against New Zealand and then Parramatta leak a lot of points to fullbacks as well. But what what's going to happen? What our luck would be he'd play Melbourne and get like an average score, maybe a decent score. Then he'd play against the Sharks and get two weeks suspension and he won't play those good games. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the fear to have with him. So, um, yeah, so uh, I love Trell. Uh, Almost every one of my players that I have in my team is a pod because and they all come with risks. So I feel like one bad week and I'm in a house of straw, um, it'll just blow down on me. So, but it's way more fun this way if you just do it like properly and you try to let win every time, just do whatever else is doing.
1: Just, just one for Glennie, um, on, on Vow, you say, speaking about the draw, I want to know how to look. So he plays. Tigers this week, which back in the year, he put up a 33 against them. Then he goes on and plays the Dragons, who he scored a uh, 65 against. And then he plays the Bulldogs, who you think is a good matchup, up but um, he actually scored a 16 against them. This year? Yeah, this year. They're all, all this right.
3: year. The, the Cows are yeah. a completely different side at the moment. And from my yeah. perspective, I... I you know, and they're all from this year. Yeah, I, I on, get on, that. On, but they're... at the moment, they're just a completely different side. And I see them putting on big points. But, yeah, look, he does have a, a low floor, it, it, you know. But I, I really like Holmes. It's just one I really
2: like. Mm. Can I say, I guess, go on with the same argument from a different spin. So Drinkwater, the, so he's had three games where he didn't play 80 minutes. Um, he played 77 minutes against the Panthers for a twelve. Um, he played 69 minutes against the Tigers for 46 and 64 minutes against the Knights for 74. So two of his lowest point scoring games of the season, he was only playing 60 minutes or less anyway. So that obviously skews his, his season average a little bit. Um, And obviously the, the way that he's, he was playing out of position for a little while coming off the bench and, and, Coming in the middle and doing all sorts of stuff when they weren't quite sure whether I'm playing Val and whether I'm playing Drinky and and where everybody was going to fit in all the pieces of the puzzle. Now that they've got that worked out, he's obviously much better. However, obviously last week he only had a 41, he had an 87 the week before against the Broncos, uh, a 50 the week in 15 against Manly, and a 90 and a 119 before that. So the
3: cows have been very impacted though by Origin. Just keep that absolutely. On. And I- once Cotter comes back, that changes the dynamic yeah. a lot. You bet mm. it
2: does. You bet it does. I, I I like drinking myself. Um I brought him in as a pod about a month ago and um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm quite happy for others to go val and leave drinky alone.
0: Yeah, well I, I had the option to bring you both in, but I'm thinking something different. I'll talk about it a bit later what I'm looking at. So both
2: similar oh, price too. Yeah, they're, yeah, Drinky's 6.01 and I think Val's about 5.90 or something. I think 5.98. Yeah,
0: 590, They're almost very identical in price.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean, even if, even if you go um, Pappy to, to Teddy, you, a lot still have MAM or someone else in those key positions who they can sell. Um, so yeah, you've got that second option there. That's
3: right. I've got MAM there to sell the Munster. That's exactly right.
0: Mm. All right, guys. That pretty much wraps everything up. Let's... um. I'm not sure if you've uh, if you've been told guy, but we do some bold predictions at the end of the game. So at the end of the podcast, have you got any bold predictions for us this week, mate?
1: Oof. Um on the spot. Well I'll 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 back I'll back me captain in. I'm I'm captain and Teddy this week bringing him in, so I'll go him one 120 plus. Yeah.
4: Um
1: another one who I who I didn't mind. Um as an option, was um, Daniel Tupu. I just thought he dropped down to about 400k, so he's nice and cheap, um, and he's in that Roosters team. I know they've got a hard draw, but I still think they'll win more games than they lose. Um, so I don't mind him as his best middie. Um So I reckon he he's due for a, a good 70-plus. Um, and then I'll, I'll antipod Cody Walker. He'll go under 50, and I'll antipod... That are homes under
0: 60. Mm. 60. All righty. Um, I'm gonna say I don't like me though because I haven't got Teddy. Um, I haven't got Tupo. I do have Cody and I was I was thinking about bringing homes in, so I'm not liking those at all, mate. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> all
0: right, Timmy, what do you got there for us, mate?
2: Uh boys, I'm gonna go the uh, the fullback. And uh, fullback centre double with the Roosters and the Cowboys. I think all four of Teddy, Manu, Drinky, and Val will ton up. Two fullbacks, two centres, four tons. Drinky
0: and Val uh, ton. Uh, all right, makes a lot of easier. All right, that's um a bit better. I like that one a bit better. Um, I've got some players now that are doing good things for me, so. All right, Glenn,
3: what do you got for us? So I've got four anytime try scorers this week again for you. So I've got Suwali, first try scorer. I've got Manu, anytime try scorer. I've got Teddy, 100 plus, super coach points. And I've got Holmes, anytime try scorer. And yeah. I'm going to back all of them, so.
1: <laughs> well, a cheeky captain I'll throw out there as well. I don't mind. Um, would be D uh, up against the dogs. You know, he did 75, did nothing. So I think if he gets one bags, one or two, he could put up a big one. Oh,
3: well, can I just answer to that? He's a pussy. To Vito Panga Jr. To Vito Panga Jr. is in that game. David Fafita, under 60. He's a pussy when it comes to um, playing To Vito Panga Jr. <laughs>
1: yeah, so talking about Panga Jr., I think he's dropped down to like in the 400s now, he's getting yeah. quite cheap and he's got that dual flexibility
3: as well. Yeah, I don't mind that show at all. Mm.
0: righty. so, um, well, I was going to, I didn't actually remember um, how good that rivalry was between Pangai and Fafita and how Fafita made, was made a bitch, pretty much, by a Pangai. So, I was actually looking at bringing in Fafita this week, but they changed my mind. <laughs> um, because I remember that, and I was like, I remember um, in Origin as well. We brought, uh, I said, we should bring anybody for um, to play against Feeder, that'll shut him Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, well, I was, I'm gonna do the same thing I did last week and try and jinx myself because it's been doing the opposite. Last two weeks, I've to drinks myself, and it's been working real well for me. So, um, I'm going to go uh, DCE to go back to back tons. And the guy that I bring in this week is to go uh one twenty high score for the year, I think that's drink water. So um, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping. So that's um I was actually pretty close last week, but I think I went Munster and um, bloody D C to get two fifty plus. D C did this bloody job, but Munster did bugger all. So,
3: you remember mine <laughs> last week? Yeah, I was do you remember yeah, what I,
0: they were? I had them written down, but I'm, I'm not at home. I'm in the motel room. Right Ramian, any
3: try scorer. Katoa, any try scorer. Manu, any try scorer. And the week <laughs> before, I got it too, Mulatalo. So I'm on a roll. So I'm ready to blow <laughs> all my money and get it wrong.
0: <laughs> I don't really care if I don't get them, as long as they score really high and make my team do good. So, yeah. 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 All righty. We'll go around the grounds and talk about our trade-ins and outs of the week, if we are doing any of that at all go um, Guy, what kind of trades are we looking at this week, if any?
1: Yeah, so I've got, I've got six prior to the week. Um, first one's Pappy to Teddy. Um, and the second one, if I was going to make it, the only two that I'm looking that have made enough cash to sell um, was MAM and TAS. Both of them can wait a week. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to use the one. If I was going to go another one, I've got 200K. Um, I was going to go TAS to either... Um, uh, Tupu, so it doesn't yeah. cost too much money, but it can wait a week as well. Um, but I think just I've already got five center wings, um, and Tass is my six, so I think if I get pick Tupu up for 400 and just have for that extra depth, um, mm-hmm. or that option is um, uh, bring Cartwright down and get a Murray, mm-hmm. so, um, but Good
0: probably team.
1: just the one,
2: fair yeah. Um, Timmy, what are you doing, mate? What are you looking at? Oh, look, the only one I'm locking in at the moment is uh, Drinky to Teddy. I've got a thousand things going through my head of different ways that we can do it. The, Poppy. Uh, Poppy uh, to sorry, teddy. sorry, yeah, sorry, Pappy to Teddy. Um, <laughs> can I just throw, while well, well, Guy was saying, uh, Tupo at, at 400k, there is some other cheap players uh, that I've sort of ummed and about for bringing in for the run home. Uh, like if you've got a mid-ranger and not enough cash to do anything else with, but looking for mm. a, a solid option... Um, I would say Butcher is at about 380, 390, something like that. I think now that Tupano is out, mm. I think he'll fill that second row spot um, and he'll be pretty handy for the Roosters for the run home. I, I reckon you could back him in for a meat pie or two between now and the end. He's a really solid solid player, but he's a really good super coach player as well. Is he dual? Um, I, uh, no, he's only second row, is the problem. So I think Obviously, I'd prefer
1: going Pengai at 400k. That's that what I was going to say.
2: Peng, Pengai would be the the other one, yeah. um, and uh, and Tupo, yeah, would be three, three sort of 400k players that I would offer. I know TPJ's is a little bit more, but um, yeah, sort of around that mark. Where if you if you've got a mid ranger and a no cash to fill, or you're trying to get, even if you've got leftover money from Pappy and you've got someone that's cheap at 200k, or or someone like I've got um, like a Burbo or someone sitting there and you've got a 120K and you don't know what to do with, you add that and all of a sudden you can bring in someone that that might go all right for the trip home.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, Glenn, you
2: want any trades a bit, mate?
3: Um, Just quickly wanted to say something about Nat Butcher. I really like that myself. I think he's got Mm -hmm. a high ceiling, but my fear with him is that they've got a lot of backstain for the, um, the other Butcher brother there and they've got Tyrell May on that bench. So mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure that rotation works. So my trades this week is I'm going to Desco to Pappenhausen. Ah, uh, Pappenhausen to Tedesco. That's my blanket trade. Um, I'm not sure on my second. I'm I'm literally four for choices. I have 256k in the bank already. Um, so I I'm look I can go Manu if I wanted for yeah. Moses. I'm selling Moses. It's over Moses to Manu, uh, to Manu to Latrell. Or um, the other one I looked at was going Cash to um, uh, Homes. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: um, last week I, I said I was going to trade out Cody Walker to Munster. Um, I and I didn't do that because I it's all about head to head for me. So I what I do now is I, I have like a list of probably five or six options there, and I I react to my head to head how it's going in accordance to what needs to be done. So um, I've got about five options here that I want to do. So one was to feed in for Barnett. Um, which I think is a really good trade. Um, or I could do Katowa out and bring, um, say, a Tango down and then go to feed it that way. Um, I could bring, I'm looking at doing Kennedy out to drink water. That's probably the one I've really sold on. Um, but there's other options there as well. I was looking at going Katowa to Holmes. Um, just need to find a high ceiling player that But in saying that, if I don't, Need to make any trades if I look at say after Friday night, I'm looking like I'm going to smash my head to head opponent, I won't trade at all. Yeah, um, I've got nine trades left. Um, I don't know I really enjoy those trades, um, in the finals head to head, so yeah, I, I think, um, I almost didn't trade at all last week, but then I realized I had a couple of low scoring players I needed to really and trading in Manu just before he played. We none, none of the um, there's no one in that game that actually played in head to head. So if I got a player in there and captained him, I would know what I was doing the rest the, for the rest of the week. So it's one of those things where you just break it down, match by match. So um, there's a few options out there. I still not sold many of them. Um, We'll move on to captains and vice captains. Uh, Guy, what are you looking at for you this week, mate?
1: So at the moment, I've got the VC on Teddy and the captain on Cleary. Um, but, yeah, the only other option... Um that I was looking at was D mm.
4: Like
1: VC Cleary, Captain D Yeah. Uh,
2: Timmy? Uh yeah, look, Teddy and Cleary are the safe options for VCs. Um probably Teddy against the Knights more so. And uh sneaky captain on drinky. Cool. Mm. Oh,
0: sounds good, Glenn.
3: Yeah, so this will be trade dependent on what I do. I could, um, if I keep Moses, I might VC Moses if I play him versus the Broncos and then just straight C Teddy. Um, Or I might VC Teddy and then uh, captain my cowboy, whichever one I bring in.
0: Yeah, I am still torn between what I'm actually doing because – I'm a bit nervous about Burbo coming into that Manly team and starting from the bench and getting to be a very crappy AE. So I'm wondering whether I should even worry about a vice-captain. Obviously, I will vice-captain, but I think I need to really focus on what um, is better for my team. So I'm actually looking at captaining DCE um, as a bit of a sneaky pot in one of the earlier games. Um, we, we all saw what the middle 5'8 did last week to St. George. So, um, and DCE, I'm not gonna lie, that little um flick pass that was sexy, a little over the shoulder pass. No, look, I was um bloody, yeah, I don't want to say it too loud. I was um, had to change my knickers, mate. That was bloody sexy pass. Um, XC and DCE shouldn't go in the same word I think, <laughs> it's, together.
1: I but, say, um, you,
2: you are in a motel room by yourself, too, Dan. So, just be careful. Yeah, I'm with not that. wearing any pants either, just so you know.
1: But the thing, the thing for me is, I like, I'm I'm a dragon supporter, but that game's at Cogra, um, so it's a little bit different, um, and I think our record actually is quite good against Manly, um, because I think the one you're going to go if you're going to go up pod uh, for Manly it has to be Gary, um, assuming he takes the goal kicking um, duties mm-hmm. off DCE, um, but yeah, his ceilings, I think.
3: Ola Kawata wouldn't be about to shout this round. I was literally about to say
0: that, yeah.
1: he's looking yeah. like a pretty good option there
3: right, as well. I was just looking at that matchup. They do seem to leak more in the middle than the edges, to shout, but they do play better at home. It's a jubilee. Did you say it's a jubilee, did you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you are you are a Marnie winner, aren't you, Guy? Hey? You are a Marnie winner,
1: aren't you? you are no, winner.
0: no, I didn't own Marnie. Oh, so. so you would have hated the old bacon bake. Oh, yeah, man. and then I, I was a, <laughs> a dream not Manu owner.
1: <laughs> I um well, the thing was, I got I was a Manu owner, and I got rid of him a month ago for Talakai when Talakai was hitting the heights. So it's just been downhill. Um, but I had Garrick and Manu, but it was just because of the buy. I needed to get these buy numbers in. Oh, of course. So so yeah, but yeah, and especially it was it hurt even more being a Karaden owner. Because yeah. he got so close to the line, pulled up short, and I'm thinking, oh, thank God, save the try. And then as soon as Manu went in there, he just thought, geez, what a dirty try, you know. <laughs> at, at least, at tries least tries do something daughter, for 30 points. Don't just go from dummy half. Like, that's just the dog he,
3: And he telepathed that that's what he was going to do. He told his dummy half to get out of the way. He said, hey, guys, I'm about to go for a try. <laughs> and they went yeah. left and right and everywhere. But I own Angus, who just missed a try. I own Lolo, who was robbed the try.
1: Yeah. I'd almost switched the TV off by oh, then. I was just fed up because it may, I'm just every, every game we've got someone sinned in, and it happened again. As soon as you got sinned in, they just ran away with it. So, what did you yeah.
3: think of the Lolo one? Did you think it was a try or not? Quick go around the room? I, I thought it was.
0: Well, I had it on silent, so I couldn't see what's happening. So um, okay. I had stuff happening in the background. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was a player that was in like, it was like just, he couldn't disappear.
3: Yeah, and like they, what happened with Walker when his try was given.
0: That's what I thought, yeah. I did see that. He couldn't disappear. He was like, he wasn't like blocking. He, just couldn't he was be just be out of the, the road. He was the
3: support player running alongside Lolo. Then he got a little bit ahead of him and it did stop Hunt from coming in. But, I mean, where do you want him to go? You know, there has to be some common sense administered into the game of rugby league. And, you know, that's a try for 100 years. I mean, as long as I've watched rugby league, that's a, try, a very good try.
1: Yeah. Did they go up a try?
3: Yeah, it did. It went up yeah, a try, but it, it got, got taken off because of yeah. it stopped in the line. Uh, uh, yeah. Like the Manu one. Oh, yeah, that's a try. He's buddy 20 feet away with no eyes on him at all. No, and then they go over it with the ref to look and see, and, like, they can't see the ball down. But because it's called live, going up as a try, he gets that try.
1: I mean that's the thing. Like I don't know if 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 it's a good thing that they have to go up with a call. Like sometimes the ref yeah. can't see it. They should just be able to say, "Look, I didn't see it. Can you check for me?"
3: That's you know? it. How hard is that, guy? I agree with you. Common sense. I they, they feel like they've got to make a call one way or the other. Mm. So they're going off like sure. the player's reaction as opposed to what they're actually seeing. Say, yeah. look, hey guys, I didn't see it, and just send it up as that. I didn't see it.
0: Uh. Yeah, not much we can do there. I try to avoid winning about referees, but and a lot oh, of people. Wind line, of,
3: Dan. Yeah. The reason why the
0: reason why <laughs> I avoid winning about referees and everyone believes this is the reason why is come a my Panthers and we get the rubber of the green every single time. So <laughs> that's not the case. But before the before the last two years, we used to get terrible calls. But now that we're on top, we're getting the good calls. And I will be I will admit that. I'm not gonna lie, I will admit that. But we had a long time, like about 10 years of getting crappy calls. And I blame Klein. So I will, I will vent now. I'm going back a few <laughs> He's years. He's starting. now. <laughs> brr, brr, brr. <laughs> I remember we, tried to play, we were playing in the finals game against the Roosters and there was a, a clear forward pass that wasn't called. And I was like, go on, guys. And then they scored and won the game. And I was like, you guys suck.
3: Do you remember and the Tigers in, in the final versus the Roosters and they screwed the scrum and then kicked the field goal?
1: Yeah, break the wasn't
0: it?
3: Yeah, break the <laughs> Nasta. That's right. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tell you it's a bit of a joke here, guys. This is what i thing So... I reckon they, when they make new rules in the NRL, um, I believe they utilise controversies from the previous year. So everyone knew about the Raiders six again, the grand final. It mm. was very controversial. The next year, they come up with that six again rule. So the poor Raiders are trying to get over these horrible memories of losing the grand final. And now they have to hear six again every set. Um, <laughs> better, but, you know, it doesn't stop there. It does not stop there. Does everyone remember the famous seven tackle set the Sharkies got against the Cowboys? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The very next year they brought the seven tackle set when the ball went kicked dead. Um, <laughs> so, and there's torment of the shark, torment of the Cowboys for the year after. I reckon they just What's so controversial we can come up with for a new rule next year. So I'm not trying I'm gonna try and see what the new rules are gonna be next year. I'm gonna try and put it on sports bet. So fun times. <laughs> love
2: it, love it, love it. I love all
0: right, it. guys, uh, thanks thanks for tonight. Uh, thank you, guys, especially, mate, for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, no having all right. no worries. Cheers for having me. Yeah.
1: I hope we get Green Arrows next
0: week. I hope it's all good Green Arrows. It's be good. So um, thanks, Timmy, and thanks, Glenn, as always, mate. Uh, anything else we want to say before we head off?
3: No, I just wanted to say thank you again to the boys. I'm glad, Tim, you're feeling better. We know you've been butcher's hook for the last month or so. <laughs> and thank Bye. you, Guy, also for coming on. And we'll, we'll grab you for BBL if you're interested, mate. We're going to be doing a BBL podcast. So no you know, I know you love your cricket like we do. So we'll, And we'll, and the
2: racing? Are we uh, we're getting back into the yeah, racing? Yeah, well, board? if the
3: racing happens, we'll, we'll address that when it comes. But, yeah, we'll definitely do that as well. I don't know what I'm doing with racing, but I'll just make it up like we did last year.
0: No, okay, 73rd last
3: year. Oh, we can 73rd. do what Guy did and just read straight off what they write on the what's that <laughs> on the no, um,
1: you just read off um odds, that's all yeah, you have to know, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, yeah. I did. yeah, yeah, but,
2: yeah, hey boys, just uh, sorry, Glenn, just a personal thing, guys, uh, a quick thing. Um, if anyone wants more information on possible targets or some stats or anything like that on who to bring in for um. Uh, for Papenhausen I actually wrote an article for the supercoach360.com.au website yesterday Uh, I haven't checked yet to see if it's gone up but it certainly will well and truly before tomorrow afternoon's kickoff Um, once we've got on the website I'll make sure I share it here on Tragics as well as supercoach360 and um, and yeah so the the four main players it's Timmy O's fear factor uh, work's changed a little bit this semester so I've got a bit more time, I'm going to try and get back to writing another article per week uh, so yeah, Fear Factor with Timmy O basically the short version is the two, or three or four players that every week that are just too damn scary not to own um, so yeah, one of like the horror movies where you hide behind the couch and you sort of stick your eye over the top and half open, half close the guys that you love watching but at the same time it's just too damn scary uh, not to have them in your team so uh yeah, so the, the four main ones this week are basically ones that we've looked at, uh, DCE, Teddy, um, um, Drinky, and uh, Latrell. Mm. Awesome. So, yeah, get on there, supercoach 360comau and uh, check it out. Look forward to reading it. Awesome. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, thanks for that tonight. Uh, we'll be back again next week, and I hope everyone sees some green arrows except for the guys in front because um, I want to try and catch up to you. So. I think guys about
2: sixty points in front of me, and I'm coming for him. (laughs) I want to win. I want that trophy. I
4: want that trophy. I want that trophy.